Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. Welcome to the No Spin News. Stand up for your country. We're out here in our eastern Long Island headquarters. Um, If you go four more miles east from here, you're in Portugal. Not in Portugal, but heading there. So we are out at the tip. And here's something very interesting before we get to the news, which is interesting as well. About 20 degrees difference in temperature between here and Manhattan. 20 degrees, and it's about 100 miles. So um, it's a good place to be for the summer. It's a good place to be anytime. All right, let's go to uh, President Biden's schedule. 11 a.m., he gave some remarks to a bunch of governors on wildfire season and drought and heat and global warming everything. All right. Private sector partners were there. That's it. That's all he did all day. Um, But the 4th of July is shaping up to be a Biden extravaganza. Um, So this is interesting. Um, The Biden administration has put together an America's Back Together tour. It's kind of like the Turtles Happy Together tour. Have you ever seen that? It's pretty good. Um, But anyway, it's America's Back Together Tour. I don't think we're back together, but the tour is going out. So a whole bunch of people fanning out over the uh, 4th of July weekend, which really begins tomorrow. You know, we in America, we're we're getting like France here. You know, we're capitalizing on a holiday. So uh, Monday is the official day off. Sunday, of course, the 4th of July. Fridays, nobody's going to work. And Thursday, I got to get out a little early to go out for my four-day weekend. So that's, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think you should take as much time as you can take for your own pursuits. Okay, so the uh, America's Back Together tour is designed to, quote, celebrate the progress in the fight against COVID. So I guess Donald Trump's going to be a big part of that, right? Because he came up with the vaccine. Not him, but he made it happen. No. (laughs) So President Biden on Saturday, July 3rd, is going to travel to Traverse City, Michigan. Notice he's going to all of the contested states. Wisconsin, Michigan. Um, And he's going to be there with Governor Whitmer, who is very unpopular now in Michigan because she kind of trashed the entire state during COVID. But... Joe and uh, Gretch are going to be together. Uh, Kamala Harris is uh, blasting out of her uh, L.A. place to go to Vegas, where it's about 120. So we don't expect uh, the vice president to be there too long. Details of why she's going, but it's the Happy Together tour uh, have not been released. And then on uh, July 4th, Sunday, the Bidens will host an Independence Day celebration at the White House. All right, well, they will have a cookout, and they'll view the fireworks, uh, all of that. Now, I have not been invited. Essential workers, healthcare workers, military families are all going to go. I'm not in any of that category, so I'm not insulted. I wouldn't be invited anyway. Now, Donald Trump is in Texas today, okay? So he's down there basically gloating that, you know, he accomplished a very difficult task in stopping the mass migration into the USA, and he did. His remain in Mexico policy stopped it. 
Took him three years to do that. But he did it. Now, it's crazy land. We'll tape. Uh, it took two and a half years to start the wall because we were sued by everybody. And then, uh, and largely by the Democrats in Congress, by the way. And now, by the way, they're doing a disinformation campaign. They're saying that the unsafe border is your fault. Okay, that's true. I mean, Democrats uh, are never going to acknowledge uh, that President Biden's policies are catastrophic at the border. And they are. And the corporate media will never even report it. Okay, so Donald Trump is down in Texas. He's going to be on Hannity's program on Fox tonight on a town hall. And the campaign's already begun. It's already begun for 2024. I think it's too early myself. Um, I would, uh, I'm going to speak to the president, as I mentioned, next week. Tomorrow we'll tell you more about that. Uh, I'm going to tell him I think it's too early to go out and have these rallies. Now, the board is a different thing. He's got the governor of Texas with him. And, you know, he's highlighting a situation that's a catastrophe. I'm not, I'm not, I don't object to that. But just to do political rallies, a little early. Now, let's let it unfold. Um, so the president wanted to do a political rally in Mobile, Alabama on Saturday, Save America rally. But uh, the authorities down there uh, said no. Uh, and here is the explanation. So the uh, rally, the Trump rally, was scheduled to be at the USS Alabama Battleship Memorial Park. And that park has a rule, no political rallies. So the Trump people should have said this is a celebration of America rally for the 4th of July. But it got into the political realm. And a commissioner, Bill Tunnell, said, quote, after the request was made, uh, then there was contact with the Republican Party. They contacted us, and it became apparent that it was going to be a partisan political event rather than a patriotic event planned for that evening. And again, that park does not accept political events. So that's what happened. Um, let me just wrap this segment up by saying President Trump can win back the Oval Office, but he has to change his strategy a little bit. The reason he can win it back is because he's, he got 72 million votes. Come on. Um, and Joe Biden is a very, very weak president so far. But Mr. Uh, Mr. Trump's going to have to change a little bit. And tomorrow we'll get into that. Now, one of Biden's problems with the Catholic Church is, you know, so Joe Biden is a promoter of abortion, not just a guy who says, hey, separation of church and state, if somebody wants to believe abortion should be legal, I'm not going to interfere. Way more than that. Um, Mr. Biden promotes abortion, makes it easier. Now, abortion, no matter how you define it, takes the life of an unborn. Okay? That's what it does. Now, you can call it a fetus, you can call it a child, you can call it whatever you want. It takes the life of an unborn. Catholic Church is mandated by theology to protect those lives. Boom. So the question is, will Joe Biden go to hell? He is a practicing Roman Catholic. He says that he believes in the tenets of the church. That's what he says. The bishops say you're committing a mortal sin by promoting abortion. 
not all bishops say that, but many do. By promoting abortion, making it easier. Okay? So, if that's true, will Joe Biden, if he dies without confessing that sin, maybe or he has, I don't know, but he's still promoting it. So, you just can't confess and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and keep doing stuff. That invalidates the confession. So here's what I said on the radio today. I think you're going to find it very interesting. Go. As you may know, the American Catholic bishops are debating whether to deny President Biden the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. That's communion. His alleged sin is promoting abortion, a mortal sin, in the Catholic Church because it denies life. If you die in the state of mortal sin, according to the church, you go to hell. Now, according to a Pew poll, 58% of Americans believe in hell. For those who do believe, 91% say the fear of going to hell plays an important role in their life. The Catholic Church defines hell as, quote, a state of definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the blessed, unquote. Mortal sins in the church include abortion, as stated, adultery, renouncing God, heresy, murder, rape, and suicide, among others. Many Christian denominations view hell as a landscape ruled by Satan and his demons to oversee damned souls for eternity. That was played out in the movie The Exorcist. Judging Joe Biden can be a sin itself. The Catholic bishops have the power to deny him the sacrament of communion, but not the right to condemn him to hell, even though they are clerics. James writes in the New Testament, there is only one judge, God. James says, who are you to judge your neighbor? So the Biden abortion situation is, as they say, complicated. The man certainly is making it easier to end the lives of the unborn. No question about that. And the bishops are mandated to protect unborn lives. How this will ultimately turn out will be fascinating to see. You might say, it's a hell of a problem. Sorry. And that uh, decision is going to be made in November. I don't believe they will deny President Biden communion. Okay, and if you want to listen to all my radio stuff, just go to BillOReilly.com. We have it all there for you. We do a daily radio show that's heard on almost 300 stations across the country. Okay, let's take a uh, look at Robert L. Johnson. You know him? First American billionaire. He founded BET, Black Entertainment Television. Well, he told Vice News that all blacks, including him, should get reparations from the federal government. He wants a... 14, I thought it was 11, $14 trillion 
in government payments to African Americans because of past social injustice and I guess present too. Anyway, um, not going to get it. That's not going to happen, but it's an interesting debate, I think. And one of the uh, guys that I follow uh, who writes a lot about this kind of stuff is Jason Whitlock. Do you know Jason? So he's a sports guy. You might have seen him on ESPN, Fox Sports. He was on a factor a couple of times when I was doing that. Um, And he is a contrarian. He currently works for Blaze News, Blaze Media, does a daily podcast, Fearless, with Jason Whitlock. I want to read you something he uh, recently wrote. Quote, since Martin Luther King's death, liberalism has increasingly become our religion and the Democratic Party, our church. The rewards for our allegiance are at best disappointing. Our families have disintegrated. Our men have been incarcerated and emasculated. Our communities have been abandoned by high achievers. And our children are confused and resentful of their elders, unquote. Mr. Whitlock joins us now from Nashville, Tennessee. So uh, people who who are in the world of racial politics and who follow um, the social agenda in this country know that you have taken a huge amount of heat for going against the progressive liberal orthodoxy. Has it been worth it? Uh, I think speaking the truth is always worth it. Bill, the one thing I, I like to push back on is I get framed as a contrarian and I think others get framed as contrarians, when really we're just sticking to the worldview that we were born with, or I mean, raised with as young people. I was raised in the church and I was raised as an athlete. And that is what drives my point of view and worldview. It's framed as conservative uh, politically, but you know, I've never even voted. I'm not really into politics. My point of view, though, I guess is conservative because I stick to the values I was taught in the church and I stick to the values that were taught to me as a football player all the way through college. Those values, the church and football and sports, made me successful here in America. And so, of course, I turn back around and say to young people, these are the values I was raised with, the church, a Baptist, a Christian. Uh, the things taught to me in the church. And then these are the values that made me successful as an athlete that were in alignment with a lot of the values I was taught in the church. So I don't consider myself a contrarian and and I kind of push back against it. I'm not offended by the term, but I just think it's inaccurate. I'm someone that sticks to the values I was raised with. Okay, but you know, and you just wrote, and I just quoted you, that the vast majority of African-Americans are allied with the liberal left. And therefore, if you are not allied with them, as you aren't, then you can be accused of being an Uncle Tom, a sellout, uh, and I'm sure you have been. So it it gets back to you're doing something that brings pain upon yourself, correct? Yes, but I, I certainly don't want to cast myself as a victim. Let's look at what happened to Jesus for sticking to what he believed and what I believe is the truth. And, you know, certainly nothing that bad has happened to me. Have I paid a price in the secular world and in the political world where Democrats have convinced black people that blackness isn't a skin color, brownness isn't a a skin color, 
It's a political point of view. And I don't share that political point of view because I tend not to share, I don't have any kind of political point of view. I have a Christian point of view. I have the values that I saw my parents use to push me and my brother and my stepsister ahead. Uh, and so I, I just, yes, in this godless world that we have created, uh, an America that has totally stepped away from the Judeo-Christian values that made American great, America great. We've stepped away from those. We've gone the other direction. And in that society, I am shunned by people who uh, choose politics as their religion. Okay. And for black people, you know, left-wing liberal politics right. is our religion and Barack Obama's Jesus Christ. I reject that. Barack Obama worked in Chicago. Chicago is now ground zero for African-Americans being murdered by other African-Americans. Barack Obama does not speak out about it, didn't do anything about it in his eight years, and neither do any of the African-American leadership that I know of. Why not? Uh, because they are more aligned with politics than they are with doing the right thing. And so, look, there's no political gain in, in addressing fatherlessness in the black community because we know that that is at the heart of all the violence you see in inner cities. Where there, are no, where there is no family structure, where there is no male role model, you're going to have violent chaos. There's no upside in that politically. You, you don't gain voters by addressing those issues. I, I, I go all the way back to, and I wasn't alive then, but the, the Moynihan report in 1964 or 65 that talked about the crisis in the, and at that time, blacks were called Negroes, and he said crisis in the Negro family, and basically it was a call to for America to address and invest in the black family structure. And he, he swore that if we didn't, there would be a crisis. Lyndon Johnson and the Democrats decided to scrap the Moynihan Report and ignore it, and they went with the Great Society Initiative and the welfare check and the government replacing the father and the man in the home. And we are now experiencing uh, 50 years, the, the ramifications of 50 years of those type policies. Absolutely right, Jason. And, and, and Obama and these guys, because the Democrats prescribe this drug, they're not going to be the ones right. to tell you, well, here are the ramifications, here are the side effects of and, those drugs. And corporate media won't either because corporate media is... Uh, frightened to death of being branded a racist or whatever. Now, I want to uh, bring you back in a couple of weeks, and I want to talk about the media with you, all right? What your lens and, and, and what you are seeing in network news and cable news and sports reporting, all of that, okay? So will you come back in a couple of weeks and talk to us about that? Love to, Bill, and I hope you're ready to talk about China because that's where that all leads. Yeah, we'll China's get China right in there, Jason. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy 4th of July. Thanks for helping us out. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Bill. All right. So uh, cancel culture hits Capitol Hill. There was a vote to remove Confederate statues from the Capitol grounds, 285 to 120. 
Uh, in the House, a number of Republicans did vote for that, 67, uh, to take uh, the statues of Jefferson Davis, president of the Confederacy, Alexander Hamilton Stevens, vice president, John C. Calhoun, former vice president of the USA, and a uh, member of Congress from South Carolina. All of those statues are going to go, okay? I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't think they should be destroyed. I think they should be put in a Civil War museum. Um, but, you know, these were insurrectionists who were promoting slavery. Maybe they didn't have slaves, but they were promoting it. And just like Joe Biden on the abortion thing, you know, you can say, oh, I don't really believe in it. But if you're making it happen, you're responsible. Okay. L.A. County, Delta variant. Whoa. Whoa, the Delta variant. That sounds... Got to be a movie, right? It's got to be. Got to be. Anyway, that's a strain of COVID, Delta variant. And apparently 123 people in L.A. County, nation's largest county, are infected with the Delta variant. And a few of those, 10 of them, are fully vaccinated. So now L.A. County says, hey, back with the masks. You go anywhere inside, you got to wear it. You know, to me, I'm not wearing a mask. And I did some research, and the um, Moderna vax, which is what I have, the Pfizer vax, that protects you against the Delta variant and every other variant of COVID. Johnson Johnson, they don't know. They don't know yet. Um, That's a single shot, Johnson Johnson. It's not as effective as Moderna and Pfizer. But anyway, in L.A. County, you got to wear a mask again or something. I don't know. I'm not wearing it. Um, yesterday we told you that, uh, this week the iPhone first appeared in the USA in 2007. Can you remember back before the iPhone? So I I was remembering 9-11 when it happened and everybody was calling me, but they were calling me, uh, on landlines and yeah, there, there were mobile phones, but there wasn't texting and it wasn't any of that. Okay. And, and life was... a lot more uncomplicated than it is now. So, um, as we reported yesterday, the iPhone's taken over the world. Everybody has. And um, here are the five ways that in America, the iPhone has really changed people. Now, I want you to think about you and your kids and grandkids and all that when I'm telling you this. The first thing is the ability to listen and speak has diminished greatly because of this. So whenever I order something, I have to say it a number of times. But then before I hang up, I have the person on the other end of the phone read it back to me. And 50% of the time, it's wrong. So people used to be able to when you said something, they could they got it. Now they don't because they're not used to person-to-person direction. It's all on this, okay? So there was a survey, a scientific survey. You need to tell somebody something nine times before they remember it. Nine times. Now, they might remember it in the moment or for an hour, But to have it here, 
nine times on average. Now, some people are quicker on the uptake, but that's the study. Now, the ability to speak. If you are a well-spoken individual, you have a huge advantage in the society. But most people are not. They use double negatives. They, they can't express themselves. And even when they're texting, they can't spell, even though you have spell check. It's LOL or, uh, you know, all of that. But the ability to express yourself in a clear, concise way, poof. I don't know how many times in a course of a day I have to stop people, even on my own staff, and say, okay, so let's slow it down. What is the main point? To get them to focus their thoughts on telling me what's important. So the ability to listen and the ability to speak clearly has declined. Secondly, the ability to concentrate. Now, I know this better than anybody. So when Killing Lincoln, my first Killing History book was put out, it just roared through the world because people were reading books then. Now people are not reading books. One of the reasons I, the publisher, my publisher, St. Martin's Press, wants to put out a second Killing book this year is because they don't have a lot of books. Because people aren't reading books. Now, I'm Thank God, my books are still enormous. This Sunday, July 4th, to be number one on the, again on the New York Times list. It's eight weeks. So I'm lucky. But most people can't read a book anymore because of this. Because their concentration span is so short. Unless things are blowing up or going crazy. I mean, you know, I keep the killing books going like as fast as I can. Because I know concentration spans are short. So reading, sitting down and reading, or even listening to a book. They're grabbing the phone, looking at the stuff, because it's all short pops on the phone. Third thing is manners. There are no manners on the internet. No manners. You know, I, I go into a restaurant and listen to how people order their food. It's not please, thank you. Those are the old folks. It's, I want this. Let's get that. (laughs) Because the phone is immediate gratification. You don't have to be polite to the phone or on the phone. Because you're not talking to anybody. You're texting. There's no feedback coming at you. So manners, forget it. Respect for parents. Now, this is huge. So the urchins, their neck is down. This is this. They don't want to talk to mom and dad. Mom and dad is annoying. They take, mom and dad take attention away from the phone. No, I don't want to talk to you. Even at the dinner table. All right, my dinner table phones are banned. But the, the urchins still reach for them. Hey, and I go, hey, like this, okay? But he go to a restaurant and watch. He's sitting around a table waiting for the order. I want to talk to you. How was your day, dad? How was your day, mom? What do you think about this, Dad, Mom? I, never! Unless the urchin is extraordinary. It's gone. Okay, final thing, spirituality, not religion. So, again, religion is basically when you're a kid, you're dragged into the church or temple or mosque or whatever by the parents, and then you reach a certain age where you don't go anymore, or voluntarily you want to go. But the don't go anymore 
vastly outnumbers the want to go. So spirituality is about someone else, something else, a higher power. How did we get here? How does nature work? What should I do with my life? Philosophy. Thinking about it. Oh, we're not going to do that. We'll play a game. We'll play a game. Okay? So you basically have a situation where the machine, you can communicate with your friends, family, fast. That's good. And most of the time. Somebody's in trouble, we, we can get help. And you can get information. I use this stupid thing every day. And bang, bang, bang. Somebody asks me a question. I used to have to annoy my staff. No, I don't. I can go right to wherever the source is to get the info. That's good. But there's more bad than good. I'm not even get into the harmful stuff um, that you can get on that. And you know what I'm talking about. Narcotics, pornography, you name it. Right there. Boom. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. The iPhone, in my lifetime, next to medical stuff, like the Vax for COVID, the most influential invention ever. This day in history. Um, June 30th, 1936. Gone with the wind, the novel. Published, Margaret Mitchell. The woman was 26 years old when she was writing this. 26. All right, comes out in 1936 on this day. Um, and media bestseller. And she wins the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction in 1937. Though... Margaret Mitchell, what, 27 years old, she's got Pulitzer Prize. And then in 39, uh, MGM pays her a pile of dough to make the movie. Now, Mitchell didn't have anything to do with the movie. She goes to the premiere. So MGM says, hey, look, this is going to be huge. And Gone with the Wind, the movie, is the most profitable film of all time. $3.7 billion in ticket sales to this day. Gone with the wind. Okay. So the second, by the way, is Avatar. Avatar is $3.2 billion. So Gone with the Wind is a perennial. I remember when I was, I don't know, how to be, 19, I, uh, one of my first dates. I wasn't Mr. Smooth with the ladies ever, but when I was a teenager, it was a disaster. Um, I, I took a very pretty girl on Long Island, see Gone with the Wind. That was a mistake because the movie was so long, I couldn't even talk to her or get to know her. But I did. I remember that. So now it's shown all over the place. HBO Max is one of those places. But HBO Max got a big problem with that. Big, 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 big problem. So last June, a year ago, the movie was pulled, all right, and then put back by HBO with a disclaimer. I'm going to read you the disclaimer. Quote, the film presents the antebellum South as a world of grace and beauty without acknowledging the brutalities of the system of chattel slavery, upon which the world is based. The film represents enslaved black people in accordance with longstanding stereotypes as servants notable for their devotion to their white masters or for their ineptitude. All right? 
The film's treatment of this world through a lens of nostalgia denies the horrors of slavery as well as its legacies of racial inequality, unquote. That's not wrong. But there was a movie called Django, Quentin Tarantino. Okay? That also portrayed Samuel L. Jackson as a slave devoted to his slave master, who was a brutal guy. You'll remember if you saw the movie. The movie's very brutal. All, right? All Tarantino's movies are. And, and, but it doesn't glorify slavery. And quite the opposite. But it does traffic in stereotypes. The movie does. So would HBO have done that to a Tarantino movie? No. Because HBO is a far-left company. It's run by, um, and it says that uh, we have to do these depictions and we have to do this warning about all that. And again, I don't object to it because of Warner Media's values. Oh, give me, give me a blanket break. I mean, come on. Warner Media's values. The value, they want to make as much money as they can. They sucked every nickel out of Gone with the Wind, so now they're doing this. Um, and that's AT&T running that up. That's HBO. You know, you know what it is. HBO, that's uh, CNN, uh, the whole crew is, is awful. Um, but anyway, the novel Gone with the Wind came out uh, today. Good story, right? Okay, we have a... Oh, by the way, in, in the movie uh, Gone with the Wind, and I think you might know this, that won nine Oscars, and one of them went to uh, Hattie McDaniel. Best Supporting Actress, um, who played the role of Mammy, just a word now, uh, get you canceled. And um, she got some heat uh, before she died. And Miss Daniel's quote was, hey, I'd rather play a maid than be a maid, unquote. She never uh, apologized for that role, and she should not have. She did her job. All right, back with the mail and a final thought about the 4th of July. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, let's do some mail. We go to Gary Alred, Randleman, North Carolina. Regarding election fraud... You said, O'Reilly, there cannot be proof without forensic investigation by feds uncovering the fraud. 
How will this ever happen as the winners control the federal agencies? It's not going to happen. But remember, Donald Trump was president from Election Day through January 20th. I call for, almost immediately, a special counsel to be appointed by the Justice Department. That's William Barr. To this day, I don't know why it wasn't, and that's one of the questions I'm going to ask Mr. Trump in my history tour with him. That was the only way to get solid evidence of fraud, if fraud existed. Rudy Giuliani running around, a Mike Lindell, a MyPillow guy running around, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what they said. You had to get proof you could see, not anecdotal evidence, in order for the courts to look at it. And it didn't happen. David, concierge member, and David gets a direct access to me. You're absolutely right, Bill, about Donald Trump not changing. He is who he's always has been. Hence, he'll never be reelected for a second non-consecutive term like Grover Cleveland. Not so fast. 72 million votes. 72 million. Economy goes south. Mr. Trump emerges with the nomination, which is possible. Democrats can have a problem. Daniel Fang, El Dorado Hills, California. Bill, why don't Democrats seem interested in finding out the origin of the COVID virus? Excellent question, by the way, Daniel. Excellent question. And a very simple answer. Because Donald Trump pinpointed the virus as being from China very early, and liberals and Democrats all rejected that. And that's why they don't want to know the truth. Charles Montabagno, um, Nutley, New Jersey. Your comment tonight, O'Reilly, on the No Spin News concerning the murder of African Americans was stunning. I'm not surprised. Problems in the African American community can only be solved by that community. Government cannot do it, and no amount of social spending will do it either. It's true. But you can spotlight the problems honestly, as we have here. And the statistics are overwhelming 90%. Of African Americans who are murdered in America are murdered by other African Americans. 83% of whites murdered in America are murdered by white Americans. Susan, as has been said multiple times, if everything is racist, then nothing is racist. It's a word now that has become irrelevant. Kimberly, good for Bernie Goldberg. Shame on Bryant Gumbel. Sick of these wealthy nine white people living in the high life, and we all know them, saying they are so oppressed and downtrodden on when they live in beautiful homes, have expensive vacations, send their children to exclusive schools. Let's be fair to Brian Gumble. I don't know him, by the way. I've never met him. I've met, I thought I knew everybody, but I don't know him. Let's be fair to him. His point was there's racism everywhere in the USA. You go to the deli, there's racism. You go bowling, there's racism. Whatever. Bernie Goldberg says that's not true. Doesn't believe that. And he's very distressed that this is what HBO is putting out there. Brian Gumbel didn't say he's oppressed, because he clearly is not. He's very wealthy. He does what he wants to do. He succeeded in America. So it's not Gumbel whining about racism personally. He's saying that there's racism towards blacks in general. Susan. Uh, no, I did, Susan. Uh, Kathy McSherry. Good Irish name, Kathy. Syracuse, New York. 
I enjoy learning everything you teach us, Bill, about world events, but I love it when you talk about Holly. Can you tell us a little bit more about what she does when you're at work? What does she like to eat? What is her favorite thing to do? Well, I'll show you what her favorite thing to do is. Sleep. 17 hours a day. Now, the terror dog opened her eyes to accommodate me for a photo op this morning. All right? So I said, Holly, the eyes open. But the moment I snapped the picture, the eyes closed. As far as what she likes to eat, anything that's in the bowl. She'd say anything. A couple of times she said, no, not eating that. But a good eater. And whatever else she likes to do for fun, she likes to bark at other dogs. That's her main hobby is barking at other dogs. But if it's a big dog, she barks and runs away. Uh, Mary. Hi, Holly and her dad. That would be me. Uh, when can we order Killing the Killers? Right now. BillOReilly.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com. We'll take pre-orders. Book is out November 2nd. I'll tell you more about it later on in the summer because I'm still working Killing the Mob. Okay? Um, in fact, David and Gene Brody in uh, Glyden, Iowa said... We love all your killing books. Just receive Killing the Mob and Crazy Horse. Can't wait for your tour with President Trump. Keep up the great mission. Uh, look, summertime, you want a relaxing day? You read Killing the Mob, Killing Crazy Horse, all the other books. You learn something that's fun to read. And Charles Loftus, Huntington Beach, California, wraps it up. Just finished Killing Crazy Horse. Enjoyed it immensely. As I have all the other killing books, I appreciate the research that goes into the books. Massive research. And the most researched book of all 11, Killing the Killers. That was a bear. But we got it. Okay, quick break. Uh, Before I uh, come back for the final thought, though, um, the Trump tour, throw it on up real fast. Great 4th of July gifts for the Patriot. Uh, B&T Center, Sunrise for Florida. That's Fort Lauderdale. Amway Center, Orlando. Toyota Center, Houston, Dallas, American Airlines Center in December, okay? Hope to see you guys there. It's going to be quite something. Back with a final thought in a moment. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so here's the final thought of the day. Uh, We got to prep for the 4th of July. Coming up on Sunday, official holiday Monday. You don't have to go to work unless you work for yourself like I do. But I'm going to be off, but I'm always working. So the flag, you got to put it out there somewhere. All right, American flag. Then you have to put the stand up for your country stuff. If you don't have the barbecue apron, that's a good way to do it. Um, but we have roads, uh, signs in the yard. We have mugs. We have stand up for your country stuff. And um, that's important. Okay, finally, uh, family and friends. You know, if you can't have them over, check in, please. Check in. Family and friends, put a list out, write up a list. 
text them, uh, call them, make sure you say, hey, look, I'm thinking about you on this uh, Independence Day weekend. It's a good, nice thing to do. And finally, when you're hanging with whoever you're hanging with, a toast to America. Toast America. Thank you for watching us tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.